All right, here we go. Another week. Yeah, in the books, man. In the books. Uh, so I, yeah. How, how was your, uh, how was your, I guess it was two weeks since your last update. So how you been? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've been, uh, I've been good, man. Uh, I've had a lot of progress, um, you know, just from the, from the Shopify and e-commerce stuff to um, actual, like, product development. So, you know, um, I had a really good week, like, the last two weeks has really been about like, you know, we meet every Sunday, uh, me and me and my, my business partners, um, we meet every Sunday and similar to like the show, we talk about committing. Like I think the very, the most important element to starting a business or starting anything um, is like we talk about every day is the process. And really the process is just showing up in the beginning. You know what I mean? And establishing that. And I think, you know, I've taken that lesson from this podcast and I've incorporated it into um, this first business venture for me. And, how, you know, what do you know? All the talk that has usually happened in the past prior to understanding how important the process is, um, which would normally just fizzle out over a couple of months when we talk till we're blue in the face and never do anything to where fast forward now. Um, as we do the process and do the work and actually meet up and have these expectations, which are very small, meaning just show up every Sunday and you'll never, you, you know, it'll amaze you how much progress you'll actually have when you, when you, you know, actually commit to just being present and, and, and have, and doing the basics of the process, kind of like in school, just show up, you get a C. same thing in business, just show up. And eventually, you'll get a product or you'll get an idea of something to sell if you just show up. Um, so that that was is what has happened uh, for me most recently um, in my work. So every Sunday we meet up and we sit down and we basically took the business and everybody has a role. Me, right now, my role is product development. So I come to the table with the spices and I guess a good bit of the vision and, and ideas in, 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 in the early part. The roads may change down the road. Um, my, sure. my brother, my god brother pulls up. He's the, he's the uh, videographer and he has the vision for, you know, the marketing side of things. Um, taking kind of my vision and putting it into something that we can put onto social media and catch people's attention based off of his experience as a videographer. And then my cousin is, you know, the other business partner, which he comes in with a lot of the organization skills. Um, the uh, he also has his wife already prints apparel and, you know, has the ability to make the labels. So that's been his focus, focusing on understanding the labeling process, how it works. Um, he has the equipment for it already. So he's getting that together. So basically this week, one of the tasks for me was to get the list for the budget on the first purchase of the product, find all of our um, suppliers and, and the people that uh, you know we'll be buying from as far as the spices go, uh, getting the prices down and actually um, ordering the stuff. So that that's happened this week. My brother-in-law, was his job was to get a logo. That happened. And then my other business partner, my cousin, his job was to, to figure out how to label and use all four sides and make a wrap label with their uh, the label maker that he has of his own 
and he's working on that and almost complete with that so basically the goal for us was by you know the not this sunday but the following sunday to have everything packaged up and then once it's all packaged up now we'll start making the videos with the you know showing people how to use the rub um by cooking different you know uh meats and foods period and also getting the footage so we can start building the the uh shopify page and together and inserting that information those pictures and all of that stuff into shopify so there's a whole like step-by-step -step plan that we've already organized and just because we've showed up every sunday since we all agreed to do this things are happening um and they kind of have to you know so it's pretty awesome um that's where we're at with it that accountability piece man mm -hmm. of, of having people in your life that you're that you're working with them you know i mean that's a, a big part of the show right yeah. is that is that it's about that accountability and about that that having somebody who you're going to be like oh I, I told you i was going to do this when you tell somebody you're going to do something all of a sudden you have to do it it's crazy yeah very true man so and that and that's what and that's what's happened so it's just been like for me it's been really exciting because like every sunday just like every tuesday when we record this show i look forward to it like it it has made you know every all fruits you know taste better like it really has had a big impact on my you know my my wednesday to sunday you know what i mean like right it's been great so um yeah a lot of work just getting done man and we we have an opening date we've we've put on a calendar and we put in the universe and we put expectations on ourselves to be ready to go January 1st, 2020, I mean 2021, and literally at 12.01 a.m., like, we're open for business. And and that and, and that's how it's going to drop on the social media, and then we're just going to flood it. And uh, that's the plan. And we, we already have steps map, map, mapped out to actually achieving that. Love it. Well, you know, I'll be buying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, every every set every Sunday, I send you a picture of what I what I made for dinner. Yes, and it's usually something fancy. Yeah, so <laughs> Look, like, it's so funny. I'm, you I'm said looking that. forward. We just talked about that, which was uh, having a place where people can also share what they made and incorporating that into the um, you know that photo into the website and having it be an yep. area where it's like you know fans fans you know i don't know fans dinner or whatever you know what what our fans made you know whatever our yeah. customers you know yeah i mean that, so that's a so that's actually a really interesting thought that we should make sure we cover um in one of our upcoming episodes we do the e-commerce episodes yes. every other um uh, but we should make sure we talk about that so i don't know uh i don't remember what our schedule is but we should make sure that when you talk about having like user-generated content on your Shopify store we talk about that because I can I can definitely help you uh, navigate that a little bit and you can understand it a little better because that's actually what a lot of what the apps that I'm building are right is that they're they're tools that people can put on top of their store mm -hmm. um, so so it's basically the same exact concept of what it is because it's hard for me to describe sometimes to you like yeah what do what do I do and and that's what I do I, I tell you what it just clicked it just clicked just now when you said that you know why I clicked 
because when we did the, we do the e-commerce episode and you know my homework was to go on and you know like mess around and and just get a feel for what it is so also you know just being me i started youtubing videos watching other people doing it like i literally sure. just like dove in and spun like every free moment just about researching you know just doing history homework on e-commerce sure and that's what i saw i was like oh there's all these you know things apps that you can buy like in shopify that help you you know add some you know something to your website so when you said that just now and i'm like oh all right i got it there it is <laughs> you know okay that makes total sense now yeah yeah for me man my last week was uh, i would say well i guess last two weeks or whatever uh was also really good um I ripped out my so I, I have like a personal website mm-hmm. and and it's it's funny how like this show connects to the rest of your life sort of right but so I have my personal website which is fitsimons.dev right which where I have like just whatever it is that I'm kind of working on or talking about or thinking about like I just randomly will write a blog post like let's say maybe once every three weeks or something like that and I haven't been happy with the way it looked kind of this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, was just, I just kind of, like, threw it up and, like, didn't spend any time on it. Um, and I've sort of had a couple ideas kicking around lately. So I decided that I would, like, there's this technology that I wanted to learn. So I decided I would sort of rebuild my website and use that instead. And so I've done that. Um, it's, like, probably 70% of the way there, maybe a little bit more. Um for like good enough for a developer site, right? Like it doesn't need to be perfect and beautiful and every little thing works. Um, but I'm about to do like sort of one big shift, uh, but I got a ton done, you know, like the last two weeks I just got so much done cause I was like so motivated by, a little bit by having the show and like knowing that I, like I kind of knew that you were, you know, sitting on your lunch break watching a YouTube video about Shopify to like, understand how Shopify works. Like mm-hmm. I, that was just kind of like my my expectation of what you were doing. So accurate. Like very oh, accurate. Yeah, I, I'm not shocked at all that that's how that went down, right? Um and so on my side, similar similar stuff, right? Like knowing that I wanted to like really push forward and get that done. So I got that done and then uh, I ended up for work um, running a, a meeting asynchronously um, on Slack. So Slack is a tool and probably uh, we'll have a a Slack for the show eventually, I suspect. Um, Yeah. Because it it would make sense to have one. Mm -hmm. But Slack is like a a tool, it's kind of like a chat app, um, but it's, it's meant to integrate with all your business services as well, right? Yeah. So it would let you, like you would, let's say you get an order you would get a notification in that chat app that there's an order and then maybe your cousin fills it and he could like shoot a message hey vernon i filled this can you ship it tomorrow morning yeah and you so like you could kind of keep all the information about a specific order and the chat conversation Mm -hmm. within that application right yeah yeah, no, it's um, great. It's I've, I've used it before, and it's great. Oh, um, yeah, 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 no, but I, I, you, the explanation was necessary for the audience, for sure. You mm-hmm. know, but I, I've used it before, and, and it's great. Um, you yeah. know, I've used it for like work, work, and it actually, it actually got banned because people were tired of getting Slack messages at like four in the morning, 
and uh, they complain. Yeah. But um, from a business perspective, uh, <laughs> when you're trying to develop, you know, an actual business with business partners, um, investors, stuff like that, you, you want to know what's going on at 4 a.m. in the morning. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a balance, right? <laughs> yeah. but, but even still, but, from a, you know, from an ownership standpoint, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, you're, you're an employee and a little bit different. You know, hit yeah. me when I'm on the clock is what I guess people tell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and that's a you know I think that's part, that's incumbent a little bit on the on the on the culture of the business to teach people how to use like, hey, you're an employee, you shouldn't be logged into Slack on your phone, so you're getting messages mm -hmm. at four in the morning. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. you, here's how you here's how you set up. Do not disturb hours. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. You know, like exactly. Like if you don't do if you're not giving people those tools or you're not you know creating a culture where that's the deal. Yeah, you know, I guess that's a little on you. Yeah, true. Um, but, <clears throat> but the, uh, but so, uh, what was I? I can't remember what I was saying now. Oh, so I ran this Slack meeting, um, where like basically everything for the whole meeting was done on Slack, and it was done over like the course of a, a week, um, to sort of like get some information and make some decisions with like I guess like six or eight of us. So I wrote up a little post about that, and I posted about it, and. Uh, yeah, I felt that felt good because it was like something tangible that I could get done. Because like so much of what I'm doing right now is just like, like doing really dull. Not dull. I mean, it's exciting. I really like it, but doing work that doesn't show any up anywhere, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't show up anywhere when you like are trying to get payments working for an app. Yeah, it doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for an app that you haven't released, it doesn't. There's there's no. It doesn't show anywhere. Yeah. There's not. There's no evidence that I did anything. Yeah. So that was yeah. nice to get done. Yeah. Um, I guess so it's not tangible yet, but it, you know, it's like the build up too tangible. Yeah, I mean, there's a. I don't really know a whole lot about it, but I'm, I guess I'm about to learn um, relatively soon. But there is like a whole release. You know, if you make an application or, or a tool or anything, there is a whole like release process that people use. Um, similar to like a grand opening, right? Where mm -hmm. they're like, "Hey, we're we're available in alpha, or we're available in beta, yeah. or you know, we we've launched our product, or whatever it is." So that's stuff that I'm definitely going to have to learn and get more comfortable with um, in the coming days. Hey, speaking of learning, it, that that's like probably my favorite part of this. Like, I, I've been probably in more of because I'm so behind when it comes to the internet and computer period that like for me every day this is like some eye opening like I'm like a kid learning that like you know I, I don't know like uh, there's lions in the world you know what I mean like 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 it's like my first time at the zoo or something with this uh, with this social media and internet stuff where I'm like learning all these things and it's just it's crazy exciting like this you sent me that podcast, right? Now, go ahead and plug it for me because I, I, I don't remember the, the exact. Oh, Seth Godin's Akimbo podcast. Yes. I'll add it to the show notes yeah. for sure. Uh, and I text you after I listened to it. It's like, yo, it, we're talking about this. Like, you know, we'll get to the book uh, for a minute or two and, and introduce the new one. But we got to talk about that podcast. Um, it was, yo, it was amazing, man. Um, so just for... I guess the audience to know like the the way that I interpreted the podcast was that he pretty much was talking about like you know in, in society there the, are these big things 
that changed the entire way we are as consumers and as people and as a society. Um, and, he, and he made the point of pointing out like television um, and, and how television ushered in a, a world and a culture and a society where we all became these followers and we all purchased things like remember uh, remember the, the old like car commercials where it used to be and they still kind of run them but not as much but it would always be like uh, JBS number one and safety and you know what I mean like we needed all these like you know people to sign off on what we purchased you know like like if Forbes didn't say it was great, then I, I can't get it. Like, that was the society that the television kind of ushered in, where it was all these big, giant conglomerates that were making all the decisions for us. You know, basically using branding at, at a large scale to pretty much tell us, like, this is what you're supposed to buy. And so he talks about fast forward the Internet and the digital age and how the digital age has now crushed that mindset of like this mass branding of of one company controlling everything controlling who gets the spotlight um and then that controls what we buy whereas now there's this like you know pre-tv era coming back where things you know back in the 1800s 1900s was all about your local this your local that um, it's back and now people don't want to buy the chain like the chain restaurant nobody wants to go to the chain restaurant when I was in yeah, Olive Garden Olive Garden's dying yeah but remember in high They're school having a hard time yo, and, like if you were like 20 and you took your girl to like Red Lobster back when we were 20 like you was doing something imagine taking your girl or your date to Red Lobster's now or to like Olive Garden now like I mean no, no not the people that do but like that's not you know, in terms of like uh, society now, that's like looked at as like, what? Why are you taking your date to a chain restaurant? Because people now <laughs> appreciate the 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 unique, uh, you know, the uniqueness of small businesses. Um, you know, being able to know the person who's cooking your food and know their background and their history and the work that they put in to get to where they're at, and uh, that is in now. So. You said this a while back that, you know, you don't need to have a billion customers now. Like, we're in an age where there can be a million spice companies, right? And they all can be successful in this day and age. Because, like he said in the show, which I thought was really cool, is you don't need 100,000 customers. You might just need 1,000. And if you have 1,000, you're a successful business that, you know, you can survive off of that with a thousand customers so it was just something that like hit me where it was like if you want to do something today like there's like infinite opportunity to do it um and he talked about the department stores and i wanted to ask you a question what sure. drop shipping i know we're going to do what we should probably talk about it more in e-commerce but just for like, next week's episode yeah oh, oh good good uh, good <laughs> but but even just for the for the heck of it like it how long has it been around well forever okay um so the original drop shipping company i'm pretty sure is sears okay so that you know it's a way to do business um 
and I knew that you would uh, stumble so across it. Because I knew you were YouTubing, and you gotta, and we'll talk about it a lot next week. But, um, you know, there's always somebody, wherever, whatever niche you're in, there's always somebody trying to take your money. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, watch out for drop shipping, uh, preview for next week's show. Gotcha. Because <laughs> there's somebody trying to take your money there, for sure. Gotcha. Uh, but the, you know, the general concept behind it, really, is just that if you are marketing, like, let, let's say, let's say we decided to, and, and actually, I think we should do it as a, as a project. We'll do it as a project. Um, we'll add a t-shirt to the processes black and white show. We'll make a t-shirt. Ah, and we'll yeah, sell it dope. Via dropship, via, via dropshipping. Because it would be a good concept for, uh, you know, anybody who's listening along to sort of understand and see how it evolves. And we can kind of talk about it. So we'll, we'll do that. Um, so that you can kind of understand the concepts behind dropshipping, but you know that that podcast and, and that and you, really everything about that is what is kind of what the show is about, right? Like, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of listeners. Uh, we have so few listeners that we don't check listening stats, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that. That's how few listeners we have right now. And you know the the spice business. You're not trying to sell, you know. A billion dollars a year in spices no um, the goal here is to get a hundred listeners a hundred fans a hundred people who are with us on a journey and want to ask us questions or, or want to you know play along and then or, or want the information that we're trying to pass out and then on the other side of that maybe uh, for your for your spice business you know if you were selling you know ten packages of spices a week that would be a huge win mm -hmm. it would be a it would be a tremendous success and you know compared to mccormick's who i guess is who we always lean into to to compare it that's that's nobody right yeah. like they don't care at all that you're peeling off 10 orders a week like it wouldn't matter at all but for you for the purposes of of the community market in the long-term vision that's a tremendous success and for the people who are joining along in the in the journey through the show and through whatever you guys are doing with you know making videos and talking about cooking and food, that whole process, um, obviously it's a process, right? This is the show, mm -hmm. but that that whole process is what is what you're selling. You're not selling the spice. You're selling, yeah, the spice is great and the food tastes great and that matters. But the other piece that you're selling is is Vernon is the whole show, is the whole idea, is the whole concept. Yeah. And, you know, that guy, Seth, he talks about all the time about, like, you know, what you need is a thousand true fans of your, of whatever it is that you're doing. Because a thousand true fans, you can make real, real impacts by making great stuff for those thousand true fans. You can make a tremendous, tremendous, like, living or impact on the universe or... You know, dent in the community, whatever it is, a thousand people. You know, if you had a community market, but you were able to bring a thousand people to that community market, that, you could make a heck of a difference. You know, mm -hmm. so kind of whatever path you're taking, whether it's you know, oh, I need a thousand fans for my, you know, thing that I'm selling, or you know, event that I'm planning, or newsletter that I'm writing, or whatever. Um, you know, and you see it with you know, even your local barbershop or whatever, right? Like. 
they have fans. They have people that that's where they go. Yeah, yeah it's their yeah. it's their place. And you know, we so much of the market was crowded out by these giant players, these giant businesses like you know J.C. Penny. Well, now you can get a T-shirt made by someone in your neighborhood or or someone in your state or you know designed by a person who just finished art school you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. that, that's a it's a tremendous opportunity um and showing up having a good product having a story to tell communicating with your audience those are all parts of that product that that process yeah yeah people are buying you're right and i think people are buying they're buying you they're buying you more than ever now and i think that was the you know uh, what I took away, even just listening to the pod, is that people are buying. People are buying you. People are interested in your message. What do you got to say? You know, there's all these. You know, companies like I don't know if you're familiar with. There's a dude who made this shirt years ago called, and it's showing a shirt that just said "God is dope." And uh, all of a sudden, you know, that shirt is everywhere now. And he's like, you know, it's one of the largest T-shirt brands period and you know people of fame wear them all the time like you get free advertisement from those people because they'll wear it on their you know their social media posts and stuff like that but literally all he did was just take something that you know like a message that majority of people would get behind and and support and put it on a t-shirt like literally a black t-shirt with white lettering that just says god is dope (laughs) And, and like millions got behind it millions um, sure. you know so it, it it's it's crazy the opportunity the access the reach you know manufacturers and stuff like that is just you know like probably 40 years ago you know to start like a t-shirt company was you know you would probably get charged like 13 bucks a shirt you would probably have to buy from like you know Macy's your shirts just to start right. you now you don't pay now you don't pay for the shirt until it sells exactly exactly wild yeah yeah it's a you know it's a real interesting and i guess we can kind of like a little bit you know shift into the book and you know mm-hmm. the, the, the final chapter of the book you know he's like well you know what does this have to do with you know social visions and and the larger consequences of the choices that we make right and I don't really know what to think about it. Like, yeah. you know, okay, oh, okay, smart. Like, I, I get it. You're a really smart guy, and you have thoughts and opinions. Dang, that's how you I know. felt too. Um, <laughs> but um, the the thing that I took away is that you know it's important that we stay, we keep those options open, whatever our options are, right? Um, and because if we do create a, if we make a rule. Or, or we do a thing and we and we make it hard and steadfast and it's not nimble, right? Then that's going to limit our option set. So if we would have locked in, oh, well, the only way you can ever a- advertise is television or you know, to, to go back to Seth's podcast, you know, to, if, we, if we lock in, like, these are the businesses that you're allowed to do business with, we never would have had this kind of crazy internet revolution where people can go out and seek out their thousand true fans and they can seek out the 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 business that they're trying to grow little by little. Um, and, you know, so I think that, that that message to try to internalize it, to try to take something valuable away from the book is, you know, there's a million ways to chop up data. 
most of the time there's lies, lies, and damn statistics, right? Yeah. Like there's there's that that whole thing. And then what you really need to do is make sure that when you have the moment, you can, you know, try a new thing, push a new edge, try, you know, oh, maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's batting average on balls in play that really matters and not OPS. Like, you, you know, you need to like be able to analyze all those stats and be flexible because there's going to be there's going to be constant change and your ability to um, try a new thing and stay nimble is valuable and that i mean that's why like you shouldn't have debt right like why do you avoid debt it's so that you can have a mistake happen and not go broke right yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's why you have savings it's why like anything that you do that's responsible is about allowing you to stay nimble almost all the time so you know that's mm. that's about as tight as i can relate to the book yeah and I, and i, I kind of agree with you like i felt like all right the 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 last chapter, as you read more and more in the book, more and more of his opinions started to come out, um, and it and it kind of got it, it kind of got to the point where like you know like you said lies lies and damn statistics where the statistics now started to come out to kind of shape his opinion on things in those last couple of chapters um, or the last chapter mostly, and I think the only thing that I really took away from it is in the chapter he says like you know some people are are just born with unlucky prerequisites right like and that was that is probably the, the truest thing that he says in a book like sometimes you're just you're just born where unfortunately you're born into a single pair household and that presents a set of challenges unfortunately you might be born with not the greatest uh, example of parenting in your in your household, and and that leads you to some greater challenges, um, you know. And I think with that is like he he also you know just talks about like how that plays a role where we don't we shouldn't be like you know giving breaks to everybody just because of that. But you know, for me, in my opinion, on that is I think every situation does have to be taken, you know, you know not just as a whole like we all can't just be numbers and i think that's the only thing at the end of the book that i felt like was a little bit off where like yeah that does matter if you're born into unlucky prerequisites and i think as a as from a social standpoint um if we recognize that and we have a little understanding or a moment where you might you know uh have a little bit of empathy for that particular person in that particular situation that could change the prerequisites that their children end up with. Um, and, you know, so little, little stuff like that that I felt like, you know, I, I think was kind of missing in that is that I, I feel like you can change the future of the prerequisites of that next generation by our actions as a society now, you know, so. And, and that's, you know, uh, uh, goes back to, you know, that's one of the, like, core goals of the show, right, is that we're trying to let people know, you know, from a pretty honest perspective, what our process is as two guys trying to go from the distance of, you know, entrepreneur to entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. We're trying to cover that ground. And there's a lot of people that want to cover that ground. And they have a variety of different prerequisites. Yes. <laughs> right? And, and maybe they're coming at it... Um, 
with with lots of support and the ability to raise money and, and they know a lot of people or maybe they're coming at it and they you know their situation wasn't as good either way hopefully um you know having some people that they can listen to that are going through a similar journey um and hopefully you know by the time we're at episode 50 or whatever there's some 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 stable success that we can point to right mm-hmm. that says like oh look you know vernon's site is up and he's reached break even on it and you know like we, we can do those kinds of different things um because we recognize you know hey prerequisites are wild but um totally you agree. can do you can you can do the process and you can change you know the outcome totally agree great finish so, yeah um all right so new book. the new book um so the new book is called Traction. Um, it's by this dude Gabriel Weinberg, I guess is his name. Um, so that'll be it. Uh, we'll do chapter one next week. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's known as like a top book to read. So you can check it out on uh, the website. Process is black and white. We'll have a link to the new book if you want to listen along. Um, and we're gonna do. Uh, I guess you'll tweet about whatever chapters we do. I think. I think we'll probably just do chapters one and two okay. uh, for next week's show. Um, so yeah. So you want to wrap up the show? Yeah, man. Great. Another great episode, guys. So I need everybody to go to follow us to follow us on Twitter at process underscore is, and to contact us at the website the process is and then also, people, we need you to tell a friend about the show. Tweet it, you know, Facebook it, whatever it is, whatever. Instagram, post it. Do whatever you got to do. Please pass us on. All right. Talk to you all next week. Yeah.